Hi, I'm Hera. And I'm Aisha. And we are the Mocha Single Mothers by Choice, or SMCs. Like you, as SMCs, we decided to become mothers knowing we'd be the sole care provider and parent of our children, at least at the outset. And the Mocha is for Black. We discuss being SMCs from an intentionally Black lens. You'll connect with all the interesting and fun things about this non-traditional path. Like how you decide which sperm to use, the cold, hard truth of fertility, your reality of dating as a single mother who doesn't have a co-parent to rely on for occasional childcare, and what it's actually like to parent as an SMC. This is the Mocha Single Mothers by Choice podcast. Hey, Mocha SMCs, and welcome to another episode of the Mocha SMC podcast. Today, we are going to be talking about a topic that is very near and dear to our hearts. I think every season, or at least a couple times, we try to talk about travel. Uh, Aisha and I, since the pandemic has... I don't know if we can say slowed down, but at least our kids are vaccinated. We've been trying to get out a little bit more. So we have a little bit more anecdotes to share with you on travel. And so, yeah, Aisha, I know that we hear a lot of moms, especially new moms who feel that traveling can be very daunting post kids. How would you recommend new moms start out to prep for their first trip? And is there any location or type of trip that you think might be a little bit less scary for entry level? Okay. So this is a good question. I think both you and I have talked, you know, we traveled extensively before we had kids. And so I know for me, I did a lot of thinking about how I wanted to incorporate travel into our lives. And I knew that the early stages of being a parent were going to be the domestic U.S. stages. I think if you know yourself really well, you know what what works for you. And I don't like to be rushed. The pandemic just kind of helped me firmly find my footing with travel. So we have gotten vaccinated. So that has opened up travel a bit more. My daughter, the youngest is now three. So she's a bit more reasonable. So we've been doing a lot of domestic travel. And so I knew that, you know, the kid years would be the years where I would do some domestic travel. And so, and that's what we're currently doing. So both kids are vaccinated or almost fully vaccinated. So we've been doing a lot of domestic travel this summer. And so the places we've gone, we've gone to visit some SMC friends in Florida. That was our first flight since the pandemic. I know. So that was, that was a bit scary trying to keep the kids masked, trying to keep them entertained for the two hour flight and trying to keep them from kicking the chair in front of them. Oh Um, So, (laughs) so I was a bit stressed, but all in all, it was a good trip. They did good jobs keeping their masks on as best they could. We hand sanitized everything. They were well-behaved in terms of things and tips that I would say is be mindful of how you pack Each kid got their own carry-on. They got a backpack that had their tablets and their headphones, and it had snacks. And so then they were able to entertain and be do their own thing while mommy was able to just navigate all of the logistics. So all in all, I'd say it was a good first step out post-pandemic. How about you? I would recommend for new moms to first give yourself a little bit of a break. I think like the first few weeks, you're going to be in a complete fog, just trying to sleep. Right. But I also will say that maternity leave can actually be a great time to start trying to travel because you're not also worried about work. And when I think back to the first trips I took with my kids, depending on how your kid is in the car, I mean, some kids do great in the car, right? And some kids do not do great in the car. 
And so I think at first you might be thinking, well, a short little road trip would be great, but wait until your kid is screaming for the whole two hours. And then you're like, this was a mistake, right? So I will say, assess how your kid is in the car seat. If your kid is a good car seat sleeper, then a road trip may be in the cards. Maybe just go a couple hours away to a nice hotel, do some hiking with the baby pack. Whereas if your kid is not great in the car, it actually might be easier to strap your kid to you and get on a flight. Because one thing that is really nice about when they're really little is that you can put them in the baby carrier and you can actually go through security with them in the carrier, never having to take it off. So when my kids were really small, they fell asleep we went through security and it was totally fine. Now, if they're, if they're asleep in the car seat, you have to take them out of the car seat, <laughs> which is not okay, which has happened to me several times. And that's how I learned sort of the hard way. Um, all right, let's talk about gear. What, <laughs> yes. what do you, what do you recommend for, well, let's first start out. What do you recommend for like traveling with babies that are not walking? Okay, so traveling with babies that are not walking. Surprisingly, we get a lot of new moms that are anxious about that first trip with the infant. And I'm mm -hmm. like, that infant is a poly pocket at that age. They, <laughs> yes. part, they sleep and they eat. Put them yep. in your pocket, get on the plane, and you're there. Um, so for infant stage, I would definitely recommend a carrier, probably a lightweight stroller that you might gate check that can serve dual purposes. It can hold bags, it can hold baby. But I am also not big into having a lot of gear. So I try to minimize as much as possible. So I'm either going to choose the carrier or the stroller, not both. And then what I could strap on my back, like you're going to need a diaper bag for an infant, right? You yeah. want to have all the things that you're going to need. If you've got a lightweight car seat and you've purchased the infant a seat, I would say, go ahead and do that as well, because that's going to just give them some place that feels cushioned, that's containing them and it feels a bit safer on the plane. How about you? So I, when they were really small, I tried to avoid taking car seats through the airport, especially if I hadn't bought them their own seat, because it was just, you know, it's a pain to go check it at the gate. And then you got to wait for it at the other side. So for me, I preferred unless you could just get a small stroller, like I just said, to also take the bags, which is helpful. <laughs> uh, a lot of airplanes will actually let you check strollers and car seats for free. Mm -hmm. I would just recommend people take a nice cushioned bag if they're planning on checking their car seat, because they don't give an F about your car seat. They will throw it and break it. Uh, I have had I have had really expensive strollers broken during flights. They come with like without their wheels and things like that. So to whatever extent possible, if you can get your own travel bag that has some kind of padding in it, that's probably best if you're going to check it on the plane. So Hera, we, did you find that there was a difference in how you traveled with an infant versus how you traveled with a toddler? Yes. So with an infant, like I said, I would just mostly carry because at that stage, they're just so little and they can't really go anything, go anywhere anyway. And I was also more likely to bring the stroller because, you know, if you need a break, it's not like you can put them down and they can walk, right? It's like, you're just stuck. Whereas once my youngest started walking, she kind of prefers to walk. Mm -hmm. And so we didn't, we got to the point, she's three, three and a half now. And we got to the point where I just didn't take the stroller on trips anymore because depending on where you're going also, it's not really a trip that's conducive to strollers. Like for example, I, I learned the hard way. We went on a cruise 
And the stroller like doesn't fit anywhere. So I also learned that depending on where you're going, you can often rent strollers on the other end. So if you end up needing one, it makes more sense to rent it, especially if you're going to a location like cobblestone Europe, like Mm -hmm. the little stroller you have that worked well on the streets in the US is just going to be useless. And so I just prefer to not bring it. And don't um, minimize the impact of having local SMCs where you're going, right? Because I had an SMC years ago who was coming to my region asked, does anybody have baby gear? So I had a pack and play, I had a high chair, all kinds of just toys that I could lend out because my kid was beyond that age, pick it up, drop it back off when you're done. And so boom, that's taken care of on the end of your destination. Um, I will say also at that age, the little, little age, I mean, nobody's, I I never traveled with a pack and play, but you always need it when when you're on the other end. So Mm -hmm. I would recommend, even if you find a hotel that says that they have a pack and play, call ahead and make sure you actually reserve it. Cause there could be like 20 other families traveling the same week. And it really sucks to get to the hotel and have them be like, Oh, sorry, we're out of them or they're broken. I will say, yeah, like that, that makes a huge difference. Sometimes though, (laughs) going to secondhand stores and buying things, even if it's just for like a week or two can end up being cheaper than renting them. So Mm -hmm. not not a car seat. Do not do that with a car seat, but like if it's a pack and play or something like that, it can yes. be, or, or a cheap stroller. Like I've also dropped into a city and gone to like Walmart and gotten a $20 stroller just to, if you think about how long you're going to be there and like taking it through the airport, sometimes $20 is just worth not having to haul it through the airport. Just keep in mind, give yourself lots of time and lots of patience when traveling with those toddlers because they their MO every day is independence and exploring the world around them. That mm-hmm. also means exploring the chairs in front of them with their feet. You know, that means like I can hold the juice and spilling it on the airplane seat. So pack a change of clothes and you know, mm-hmm. make sure that you've got toys and activities for them. Wipe those seats down because my toddler will put her food on the tray all the time and then pick it back up and put it in her mouth, things like that. Um, but definitely give yourself some time, give yourself some grace because you might have a mommy meltdown mm-hmm. and that's okay. And also last but not least, accept help. Cause I mm-hmm. have people where I don't like to be rushed off or on the airplane. So I take my time and I let people go, but people will stop and say, ma'am, do you want to go? Do you need help with your bags? And for an instant, I almost want to say no. And I am really, really trying to get into the habit of saying yes. Yes, please. Can you help me with my bag? Yes, we'd mm-hmm. like to go and get off the airplane and beat the rush. Yeah, I would also say, so especially when your kids are young and you're like before you're used to being a unit with your kid, ask people if they want to go on a vacation. Even if it's just like, hey, I'm going to go rent this place in the hills somewhere. And you don't necessarily have to buy the whole trip for your person. But if you're like, hey, I'm going to get this this house in the mountains, a lot of times people will appreciate the fact that they're getting a free stay and they're okay coming and helping a little bit with the baby. So I will say extend that opportunity. If you have SMC friends in the destination that you're going to, leverage them. We all understand what it feels like to not have had a break. We will babysit your kids for you so that you can go get a drink, a massage, have a date. I did that. And so, yeah, so leverage us. Give us a call. Drop us a line. We'd love to see your kids. We've invested so much in them already. Yeah, that's a great idea. So when my kids were really young, I think some of us also 
had to have to travel for work every once in a while. And I was actually happy that many times I was able to take my kids with me. And so depending on what your work situation is, sometimes there's like emergency drop-in childcare type situations, and you can actually take them to wherever it is that you're going for your work trip as well. And it's not as hard as you would imagine it to be because there are options on the other end. All right. So we have both been traveling a little bit more now that our children are vaccinated and the pandemic situation is perhaps not as scary. What have you noticed as far as like a change in travel in these like post COVID or still COVID times, Aisha? Well, apparently there are less people to interact with in terms of staff. And so I learned that when I was flying out of an international airport and we were checking, checking bags. And the thing is, I did travel with the car seat. So when you travel with the car seat, you need extra help from the the gate attendants, right? Mm -hmm. So you got to wait for them to come over. I will never again travel out of an international airport, I think, this year, probably until my child, my youngest is like four or five. It was just harrowing. She is, she is potty trained. And so when she has to go, she has to go. There's no Mm -hmm. like going to pull up, put a pull up on the potty trained little ones. Um, yeah. Potty train, put, put a pull up and carry an extra one in your bag just in case they have to go and they're not sitting in wetness. Flying through an international airport was just crazy. The lines, the when you're traveling with kids and not another adult, you have to oftentimes get out of the line no matter mm-hmm. where you are in position and people are not going to let you come back in. It, it just doesn't happen. I will also say A smile goes a long way, especially when you have to interact with the staff. Just keep it nice. Keep it breezy because I ended up getting free luggage. I ended up getting just a lot of help. And so it's harried. It's stressful. People love kids. Mm -hmm. And so barring instead of having a meltdown, just smile your way through and you'll find that lots of help kind of comes your way. How about you? So I don't know that... I guess we travel a lot, so I don't I don't necessarily feel that international airports have been that bad for us. I think the biggest issue I've encountered is that with less staff, there's a lot more delays and flight cancellations. And I think the thing that has been really hard for us is that often flights will not have an epic delay or a cancellation until you are at the gate, which it's like you've gone through all the trouble of getting through security with kids. And then you're like, oh, great. So now I either have to figure out a way to entertain them for the next three hours in the airport or leave and come back another day. So I always just recommend, I mean, this is probably a a tip I would give like pre-pandemic as well, but just make sure you have enough entertainment in their backpacks to account for those sorts of things. And also, if at all possible, try to get your tickets on flights that are the first flight of the day, because mm-hmm. that is much less likely to be canceled or delayed than like the last flight of the day. I know sometimes it can't be helped. And then if at all possible, non-stops are also better because you don't want to be stuck in some random city and then being like, well, I guess I got to get a hotel in North Carolina because we're not leaving today. Not, not that we don't like North Carolina, but, no, I'm, actually, yeah, but... <laughs> I'm actually a fan of, of layovers, especially for longer trips, especially for longer trips that are international trips because they've got hotels that are attached to the Mm -hmm. airport. They've got all of these different, like if you have reward miles and are parts of the clubs, you can get into these places. 
I know for me, in order to be my best and alert self, I need to at least lay flat within every 12 hours or something like that. The kids need to run around and do the things that kids do. So if I do international flights, I will intentionally book a longer layover just for those the ways that my family will will navigate and interact. But yeah, yeah, no. Also, I will say we do, we've done a little bit of smattering of air travel, one trip, but for the most part, we've been doing a lot of road trips. And I will say, if you're doing a road trip, have that portable potty, oh, that mm-hmm. portable potty. I'd say it's, it's, the, it's the best $20 I've ever spent over the entire pandemic, it has made our lives feel less isolated because when we're on road trips, we didn't have to worry about stopping. We didn't have to worry about people wearing masks. Everybody used a portable potty. And then you just tie up the little bag with the absorbent insert and you dump it. And you don't even really have to stop your trip for too much longer, especially trying to just get someplace. I'm trying to get out of the sundown cities before sun goes down. I don't like traveling at night in strange places. And so every minute counts. But, you know, having that portable potty, oh, is a lifesaver. Let's talk about summer travel. You mentioned you went on your first flight. How have the past couple of trips been? Like any lessons learned that you haven't shared already or like moments that were super exciting for your kids. They love traveling. So it's so it's fun. Cece asked, can we go on mommy's blue car? Are we going on a road trip? My biggest um, tip, you know, the pandemic kept us, you know, cloistered, you know, locked away at home. But I'd say, you know, if you can get out and travel, be it, you know, an international flight, a domestic flight, a road trip, a train trip, do what you can. It's just, it's such a nice, different change of pace. And the kids love it. The kids, my kids liked it. How about you? This summer was exciting for us. I decided to take the kids to Costa Rica and do summer camp for a couple of weeks there. One of my lessons learned was that previously I had not planned anything for the kids. Hadn't historically been somebody who went places with kid kids clubs. But what I learned this time was that it was fantastic for the kids to be occupied with other children from 8 a.m. to 2 p.m. <laughs> and that way I was able to either decide that I wanted to work. And I know that sounds crazy, but like we were there for two weeks. And so I didn't necessarily want to take the whole two weeks off. So it was nice to be able to do that in the morning without the kids like screaming about wanting to go to the beach. And also it was just nice to have mommy time just alone, walking on the beach or going and getting a coffee and drinking it while it was still hot. So I think that even though I'm still not necessarily the type to go to an all-inclusive resort per se, I think that I will probably try in the future to at least find destinations where there are moments where my kid is involved in some activity that doesn't require my presence (laughs) Mm -hmm. so that I can choose to just have a little bit of a break for myself. Cause I think Mm -hmm. oftentimes, you know, as moms, like we get back from the vacation and we're like, okay, I need a vacation for my vacation Mm -hmm. because you're there and go, go, go. And as much as my kids love traveling, I think they also get tired. I mean, there was a point in the vacation where the three-year-old had vacation fatigue. She was like, yeah, I'm over this. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I want to go home. And so that can be really stressful for you as you're trying to also relax. It's like, well, dang, like now I got to deal with like a three-year-old who's spiraling because she wants to go sleep in her own bed. Right. And I think, I think you hit on something that's so important. Once you kind of start to find your stride is that the vacation is for every person in the family, right? It's for mom, it's for the kids. And so we all have our 
different vacation personalities, right? And so that has to be taken into account in order for everyone to look back on that trip with fondness and memories. Mm -hmm. Like I am all for any type of a resort or a hotel that has a kid's club because Mm -hmm. being able to get away from your kid and separate one allows them to be independent and do their kid thing while you go get coffee, you go get a massage, Mm -hmm. you, you, you just take in what a vacation is supposed to be about a break from just like the hustle and bustle of life. So I totally, I love that. I will say the best, one of the best moments of my Costa Rica trip was the day that the kids were in camp and I took this bus up to the top of a mountain and had the best spa day. And it was funny because I, I, I descended on this spa that was clearly for couples. And I was like, I don't care. I am happily here by myself. And I just, I brought my book. I had a amazing massage. And I even met some other adults up there. It was, it was all other women, mostly there, you know, with friends and stuff. And it was just so nice to just be an adult for a day in a place that did not allow children. And I was like, I can be here even though I'm on vacation with my kids. Look, Hera, the Costa Rica spa experience was like, no, so amazing. We got body scrubs. So I went twice. I went with a group of girlfriends and then I went with a a guy that I was dating. And both times the spas were just amazing. But when I went with my girlfriends, we went to one spa where, you know, we were in huts and we got like these body scrubs. And then you had to go rinse off at the top of the volcano. Oh, that's amazing. It was just you with a panoramic view. It was just, you know, whatever. It drives me back. Um, it takes me back. I did get a, a chocolate scrub. And I will say like, I, that I got it at a different point in the vacation, but I was like, I feel like a Hershey kiss and not in a good way. <laughs> oh. um, I did like the coffee vanilla scrub though. Like I was like, I will smell like coffee and I'm happy with that. But the chocolate scrub was just kind of weird. Weird. Yeah. So Hera, when you, when you travel, so we, you talked a little bit about places with kids clubs. Do you do Airbnbs when you, when you go away? So your- I do sometimes. And I, I have, I think like gotten used to Airbnb enough to know what to look for. Mm -hmm. And so I will recommend never stay anywhere that is not a super host because Mm -hmm. super hosts are people that they have enough reviews, enough people are like, this person is good. This place is clean. And so I've had a really great experience staying in places that are backed by super hosts. One thing I like about some Airbnbs is that if you're on a longer trip, it's really nice to be able to cook your own food. Mm -hmm. And I also really like always having a normal sized refrigerator (laughs) because I have the kind of kids that you could be in the most luxurious place with the best breakfast. And they're like, I want cereal. Uh And so I really like staying in places where they can get up and get their cereal. I can have a cup of coffee So I will recommend Airbnb definitely for like longer trips, or if you want to go to a place and just kind of feel like a little bit of a local, Mm -hmm. it sometimes can be really nice. But at the same time, you know, there are luxuries that you would get in a hotel, like a kid's club, for example, that you're not going to get with Airbnb. All right. How about you? I've never really gotten into the Airbnb trend. I think for me, in the way I experience my Blackness in the world, I prefer structure And I prefer rules and regulations. I prefer knowing what to expect far in advance. And so for me, I prefer hotels. Now, if I do something different, it's I'm traveling with a group of people where I feel like I have 
an extra degree of protection. I think that that's only been exacerbated since I've become a mom. So, well, and one thing with a hotel is if it smells, you can move to another room. I think the challenge with an Airbnb is if you get there and it's a complete disaster, like there aren't any options. Uh huh. Right. Right. I guess there you have it. Aisha and her are easy breezy going into the next stage of parenting. Our kids are a little bit bigger. You know, we're able to look back and we're able to lift as we rise and share these tips and tricks so that people are a lot less stressed than we were our first times out the door. Thank you for for joining us. And again, catch us on Friday for our 10 minute girlfriend check in on our Instagram live. Until next time. Well, pod. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen. If you like what you heard, share us with your girlfriends. We'd love to hear your thoughts. So tell us what you thought of this episode on social media. On Facebook, we are at Mocha SMC Podcast. And on Twitter and Instagram, we are at Mocha SMC. You can find additional information on the topics from the podcast at our website at mochasmc.com. Till next time, pod. Bye now.